Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Nato, featuring USC golfer Shane French. Shane, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, I was super pumped you know, to get you on the pod. I know, uh, you know, last season you were a freshman at USC and you know, watching you guys play on TV and the college tournaments and, you know, you had a pretty solid year, you know, and you guys kind of had a, you know, a solid year overall. And, um, you know, I was just like, man, I, I want to get him on the pod one day. So here we are. We got you on. And, uh, you know, how you been? You've been good lately? Yeah, I've been good. Um, been a little bit of a mess at my house here at SC. We've got some guys that have just come back testing positive for COVID. So, oh, I see. Yeah, I'm a little, little bit of a mess, but it's all right. I think I'm fine. So, yeah. But other than that, I've been great. So, yeah, thanks again for having me on. Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, yeah, it's super exciting for you guys. Uh, you know, starting the year, hopefully everything pans out okay with the COVID tests and stuff. But um, yeah, we'll get straight to the questions here. You know, where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf? Yeah, so I'm um, I'm from San Diego, California, so just yeah. two hours south of USC, and uh, I got into the game of golf. I you know I grew up playing a bunch of sports. I was, I played travel baseball, and funny enough, I had a kid on my team, and he kind of was like nudging me to play golf. And oh so wow! My dad always belonged to a course, and I don't know, I never never really liked it. And then I kind of one year I got a bad coach, and it was a little bit of daddy ball. And so you know once yeah. my friend, like, once my teammate was telling me to play, I was like shoot I'm just gonna pick it up so yeah him and I started to you know we'd have we'd have contests every week you know hey how much golf do you get in this week and yeah (laughs) that's kind of how that's kind of how I got into it so pretty funny that it started with you know you know a bad coach in baseball and yeah I mean mean, that can happen I mean I know just yeah, just the little things, especially whenever it's kind of that younger, you know, those younger years of baseball, it's kind of like, okay, this is a little, a little ridiculous, you know, moving yeah. over to golf is really nice because it's all you, I mean, yeah. you're going out there and you know, however much work you want to put in is you're you know, all on you. So, um, yeah, I've had you know, numerous guys from San Diego. I just actually moved to, you know, moved to the San Diego area about two weeks ago. And, oh, awesome. um, so new to the area and stuff, but, uh, yeah. So where'd you, uh, where'd you attend high school at? Kind of talk about what were your high school golf days like? Yeah, so I um so my first two years I went to Cathedral Catholic, mm-hmm. and um, I actually transferred to a place called Classical Academy. It's like an online charter school. Oh yeah, it was a little easier with my uh, just like traveling and stuff for tournaments. And of course, yeah. So you know I graduated from there, so that was my last two years there. So gotcha. Okay, so yeah, since your last two years were there, I'm sure um, it was just strictly junior golf then that you were playing those last two years. Well, so my junior year we. Uh, we, we actually had a decent team because there's actually quite a few kids that went there. I mean, mm-hmm. my junior year the team was uh, Ian Maspat was on there. Who's oh, yeah. going to play at Pepperdine in the fall. And then yeah. Smith, who's a rising sophomore at UNC. And then we weren't that deep. But then the next year, which was, my, which was 2020, right when the pandemic happened, we actually had, we had Luciano Conlon, mm-hmm. who's a freshman, um, who's, who's been playing some really good golf. And then uh, yeah. Luke Potter, who's obviously. Yeah. Um, quite a bit of a stud so you know we looked really really good and then obviously just couldn't play yeah we got to play one tournament and then uh, oh yeah, man but, the potential 
Yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty filthy high school roster, honestly. I bet. Yeah, you know that's it's really cool to have you know a high school roster like that because um, I mean, and especially in the San Diego Southern California area, there's just so many good players. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's really competitive just within those high school matches and everything. Um, kind of you know what be, outside of high school, and I'm sure with your tournament schedule and everything that you bring up a little bit, kind of you know what tournaments did you play for? What kind of organizations did you play for? And kind of where where did you travel to and play at? Yeah, so. I played, you know, I played a bit, a bit of the Toyota Tour Cups and then I played, you know, a bunch of AJJs. I tried to, I tried to travel outside of California as much as I could. I got, mm-hmm. you know, I played in Florida, I played in South Carolina, Texas, and yeah. I just kind of wanted to, you know, go try and play in different types of conditions and in grasses before I got to college. Cause I know our, our schedule is pretty diverse. So right. I was lucky enough to be able to do that uh, before I got to school. So yeah, it was, it was great. But, you know, I, I played a lot of stuff in Southern California. You know, like you said, the competition down there is just so good. So exactly. Yeah. And there's so many, you know, organizations down here. Like, you know, you just yeah. rattle off some. And um, yeah, I mean, the competition is just insane. And um, so, I mean, you know, as your junior years were kind of going through and, you know, your high school years, I mean, what was there? Had you always wanted to play college golf? Was there kind of something that maybe sparked your interest in that? Or did you just kind of know through, you know, all the way through you wanted to play college golf? No, I think I, I think I knew the whole way I wanted to play college golf. And then, yeah, you know, obviously like uh, when I committed, it was before the rule change. So I was talking, you know, I was in eighth grade when I started getting recruited by schools. And I mean, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What were some of those schools kind of, yeah. Tell us a little about kind of yeah, communication so I, with them a little bit. Yeah. I took visits to um, Pepperdine, San Diego state, and then Texas. And so I had talked to a couple other schools, but um, basically when I visited when I visited Texas, that's kind of when I realized I wanted to stay, you know, on the West Coast. West Coast, so, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of when I decided. And so it was between SC and Pepperdine, but I had always wanted to go to SC. I grew up, you know, in an SC family. My mom went there. My grandpa went there. My brother, oh, grew awesome. there. you know, I have tons of family members that went here. So it, I've, I've always wanted to go. I grew up going to football games here. And so, yeah, it's the home is a plus. And yeah, it's just been great. I'm, I was really fortunate. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I mean, I mean, what's Trojan always a Trojan. I mean, that's what kind of they all say and stuff, you know, and it's nice that, you know, your family was, you know, alumni there from, from there as well. And, um, you know, it's almost kind of like you really knew a lot about the school, I'm sure kind of going into it and everything. I mean, that's really nice that you're really kind of, you know, and those are big schools you're talking to. I mean, you're talking to, you know, Pepperdine, you know, and um, UT, they always have great programs and stuff. Kind of why did you stay on the West coast just because it's kind of closer to home weather and stuff. I'm maybe is that, Oh, yeah, kind of why you want to stay West Coast? Yeah, yeah. I've all, I mean, growing up in San Diego, you're so spoiled with weather and everything. And I just thought that, you know, I don't really want to go somewhere like in the Southeast or, you know, Texas or anywhere. I just thought I wanted to play golf all year round. I'm used to playing golf 365 days a year. And I wanted to, you know, go somewhere I could, knew I could do that. And so, you know, yeah. I just, I thought it was perfect. And I, you know, I want to stay close to home and close to my instructor and close to my family and everything. So, yeah, it just made sense. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, just I mind asking, you know, oh, and who you're working with and stuff, kind of how long have you been working with your instructor and uh, kind of talk about that a little bit? Yes, yeah, so I've been working with a guy named Greg Casagranda for about eight or nine years. I've been yeah. With him yeah. Ever since I was uh, like nine or 10, I, he was my, pretty much my first ever coach. And so I've just stuck with him the whole, the whole time since. And awesome. And it's been awesome. Yeah. It's nice to kind of it's nice that I'm sure he's seen your game kind of evolve. So, you know, over the years, like you said, in your nine, 10 years, you've been working with them. I mean, that's really nice that, you know, have somebody on your team like that, 
yeah, to 100%. be able to work with you all those years. Um, so, I mean, you narrowed it down, you know, you went to USC kind of, why did you commit to USC? Maybe was there something when you took your visits or was there something with the coach or? Yeah. So obviously we, we had a coaching change this, um, this last, uh, this last fall, we got a new coach, but we got along really well with the old coach, Coach Zambri. And mm-hmm. I get along great with the new coach and they're both great coaches. But at the time, you know, I really liked Coach Zambri and I really liked the school. And just kind of when I stepped on campus, I knew it was somewhere I wanted to go. I kind of felt at home. Yeah. They didn't quite feel that everywhere else. Yeah. And then, I, you know, we play such a great schedule. And, you know, the athletic department here is just so good. And, yeah. You know, I just I thought it would just be awesome to come here and, you know, just staying close to home and, you know, getting to play a great schedule. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, there was nowhere else I wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. And when, I mean, like you just said, you know, the athletics at USC, just almost it, literally every sport you can think of just has rich history and, you yeah. know, just having greatness there. And then um, yeah. you want to, I mean, who doesn't want to be a part of a program that's like that? So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, I can totally see why you want to go to USC. Um, you know, kind of, you're really young. You're going into your second year at USC. You know, kind of talk about how was your first year at USC? Kind of what comes along with being a golfer at USC? And maybe talk about what your schedule was like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. You know, we, I mean, we're, we're up really early every day. Yeah. We got a lot more responsibilities being a college golfer. And, you know, I mean, our schedule looks like, I mean, we're, we work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're up at 5.30 almost every weekday, mostly on the weekends too. But So it's a lot of work and dealing with everything. But, you know, my freshman year, was, it was a really good learning experience. It was interesting because I didn't get to play in the fall. And I wasn't I didn't move in until December. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of like I just, you know, last minute kind of got thrown into everything and kind of had to figure some things out as, you know, as I went on. But, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I got that experience. And, you know, it was interesting, obviously, because COVID and everything. But, yeah it was, it wasn't too tough with Justin, but I think definitely this year I'm going to be a little more settled in and I'm excited. Yeah. It's nice that you're able to, you know, even though you moved in kind of later, it's nice to just get, just get a feel for what college is like in general and then college golf, let alone, I mean, you're getting used to that schedule, you know, kind of how you're just, your week's going to go and you're going into your second year now. That's like you said, you probably feel a little more settled in. I bet that's really nice. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely. It was, it was really weird coming in and not, not playing in the fall. And then kind of like we were, we had, you know, maybe two, three weeks of practice and getting ready, but that was before it was kind of during winter break when we had that. And then it's like, all of a sudden you're playing and you're qualifying and school starting. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, well, didn't know what to expect. And, you know, it was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. So yeah. I'm just really excited to, you know, kind of have you know, better, better expectations of what I need to do and, you know, how I need, how hard I need to work and stuff. Definitely. Like that. What, what was kind of, what would, what would you say was the hardest thing kind of getting into the swing of things like that? I mean, was it, what would you say? Oh, it's tough. I don't, I just think like traveling so much because last year, yeah. we played, you know, we played nine events from February to, to May, you know, cause we, you know, we get 24, 21 days of competition. I don't know the number, uh-huh. but well, normally it's split up between fall and spring, but obviously not getting to play in the fall. We use a lot of them in spring. So it was like, exactly we didn't have a whole lot of time in between. So it was like, when you had to get home, you know, you had to, you know, you had to catch up on homework. You had to work on the things on your, in your on your golf game that you thought you needed to improve on. And so that was, I think that was probably the hardest. The part was when you had, you know, four or five days at home or, you know, whatever, when you had to figure out, okay, I've got, I got to take, you know, one or two days of rest and get back on, on track with school. And then, you know, you know, still managing, you know, getting back in the gym and, and, uh, and practicing and, you know, working on what you need to work on and stuff definitely like the quick turnarounds last semester or last uh, last season were pretty tough but i think in the long run it's gonna help me definitely well and like you said because 
with your guys' schedule and the amount that you guys traveled, I mean, you guys have, you know, one or two full days of just traveling and getting yeah. there practice round. Yeah. I mean, that's not even, not even talking about, you know, tournament play. And then on top of that, I mean, I'm sure classes were classes in person or online oh, classes were all online. Okay. So they were online. I mean, that, that's a little helpful, but still you've okay. got to do the work. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough deal, man. I mean, but um, I mean, it's just, it's going to, it's going to give you so many skills. You're going to learn so much about, time management and just, you know, what you need to focus on, like you're saying, and especially your off days kind of really, you know, working on your game and kind of what you need to do and just catching up on everything. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's no joke. I feel like that's kind of one of the things that some people just really kind of overlook about college golf is, Oh yeah, you get to, okay, you go play golf, whatever, but the amount, the amount of work and travel that you have to do to just put into one tournament is just insane. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, when you when you start qualifying, however many days before, and you're doing that, and it's like mm-hmm. you take a you know day to travel, day to practice, and you go play three you know three rounds, and you come back, and it takes another day sometimes. It's like it's a lot of work, especially when you got you know school and your personal life on top of all of it. Exactly. Yeah, and then and then like you said, because I mean, you in one semester, you guys were taking as advanced, you know, as much as you could, you know, playing wise, and it's just so back to back to back to back, and it's like. I mean, that's a lot. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. A lot, but I'm happy. I'm happy we're heading back to a normal, you know, four events in the fall and however many, I think it's six in the spring or whatever. Yeah, definitely be a lot easier for you guys. Um, so there's something I'd like to touch on, you know, ter- two, ter- two of the tournaments that you guys played on were on the golf channel, you know, the Southwestern Invitational and Western Intercollegiate. Um, you know, what was it like playing in front of cameras? I mean, was there any sort of nerves knowing that you were going to be playing on TV or anything? Yeah, I mean, 100%. It's, it's really <laughs> cool. You know, obviously, like, you, you check your phone after you play and you've just got a bunch of pictures and texts and from yeah. you home and everything, but you know, when it, when it comes on the course, I mean, you know, you know, you have a pretty good idea when you're on TV, if you're playing well and there's cameras and there's, you know, there's a couple of announcers that are walking along. I remember it was like my first round ever was, was on TV and mm-hmm. first round ever was on TV and I was leading. Yeah. I, had a, I was, I, I was 400 through 17, had a two shot lead and I'm making double on 18, you know, end up being tied for the for first round, but it was like, I had a really good pairing. I was paired with, um, God, is it, uh, Kevin, Kevin, you from mm-hmm. ASU and, uh, Matias, no, not with Schwab. Gosh, what's his name? The German kid from uh, Louisville. Big kid. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, Matthias Schmidt. Matthias Schmidt. Uh, yes, yes. So I was paired with him and, you know, I was playing well. So we were getting a ton of TV time and I could tell because Billy Ray Brown was walking with our group and mm-hmm. you could, you could, you can't hear him when you're hitting, but you can hear him when other guys are hitting if you're paying attention. So yeah, I knew it, but I mean, it was tough. I had to try to keep my composure and try to stay focused and try not to think too much about it. But, it, you know, it's definitely on your mind. Like, you know, Holy, I'm on TV right now. Like, <laughs> I don't want to mess up. I don't want to say anything bad. I don't want to hit a bad goal, you know, hit a bad yeah. shot. but yeah, it's a little different whenever, you know, you're, you line up and line up for your shot. You're about to swing and they're holding that camera behind you, you know, yeah. kind of behind you to look at, you know, and it's like, Oh, that, that doesn't happen every day like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, you know, like you, you just kind of brought up, you had to really stay focused. Was there something that, you know, maybe in your routine or maybe, you know, maybe some deep breaths or something that you do to maybe kind of stay focused in moments like that? Yeah, hundred percent. I think, you know, a lot of times I'll try to focus on my breathing and focus on just positive thoughts. I think those two things are really key. If you can control your, control your heart rate as you know, best you can and then start, you know, only, only positive thoughts going through your head. I think you'll be fine. And that's kind of what, 
you know, I helped that helped me kind of go into my second event on TV. It was just because things didn't go as well. So it was kind of like, hey, you know, recoup, take some deep breaths, positive thinking, and good thoughts, and you'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I, that's exactly where, you know, I got to know Shane French was watching, you know, watching you on TV. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you're just tearing it up. And that's crazy to think. I mean, you know, I didn't know that you had started, you know, that you had moved in and everything and started in that semester. And I mean, that was one of your first, you know, first tournaments yeah. of college golf. Welcome to college golf. You're on TV. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, was, uh, you know, my first ever college rounds on TV and I'm, and I'm leading. It was like, I said, like, what? The? I was not expecting. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what was going on. I, I thought maybe I, I didn't know where I was on the leaderboard. I mean, I thought maybe I was leading. I was playing really good. Yeah. But it was funny. You know, I was looking back, I had gotten pictures sent to me and I got, I got one of the announcer curses. I was on like, 15 this is Shane French zero bogeys today and I'm like chipping up in front of the green I chipped it to like four feet and I missed it it's like of course when they say I've made no bogeys <laughs> the, the announcer the announcer's curse man yep. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's funny man but uh and like I said you know you guys had a solid season I know it wasn't quite what you guys wanted to you know at the finish um but I'm sure you guys have big goals for this coming year maybe talk about you know what are some of the team's goals maybe some of personal goals for yourself kind of heading yeah. into this next season yeah, you know, I think definitely want to give ourselves a chance. To, I mean, we want to we want to be at nationals this year. It's you know, it's any year you're not at nationals, it stings. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, if we can get to that championship, and you know, I definitely want to. If we could win an event or two or more as a team, it'd be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, my personal goal is I'd like to I'd like to win a college event, and you know, hopefully be an all American. Those are my yeah. two: win an event and be an all American, and that'd yeah. be you know, that'd be a great season. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure with, you know, your work ethic and, you know, just the way you're kind of progressing, um, you know, I'm sure you're going to be, you're going to be able to do that. No problem. And, and you know, I'm super, super pumped to see you getting out there and, you know, and th- those tournaments on TV, college tournaments on TV, even like the U S Amateur, you know, um, that was just on TV. I mean, just that t- there's college golf and amateur golf on TV. Like that is so fun to watch. Oh yeah. Like, it's so awesome, man, you know, and I'm so pumped to see you guys, um, you know, what you guys do this season. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Donato is sponsored by our friends over at Future Champions Golf. Future Champions Golf is a leader in junior golf player development, no matter the player's skill level. The amount of opportunity and competition they give junior golfers in numerous states is nothing like I've ever seen. Not only is the competition top-notch, but they always have college coaches in attendance recruiting players. If you want to sign up your junior golfer to be a part of the organization, check them out on Instagram at Future Champions Golf or go to their website at futurechampionsgolf.com. Um, you know, before we were talking about, you know, the the kind of change and everything, um, going into college golf and everything, but, um, you know, did you have any expectations going into a D1 program? I mean, was what was the biggest difference you saw from your junior golf days, you know, to division one college golf um, yeah I, you know i didn't really know what to expect i mean i you know you always hear how hard college golf setups are but i think that's the biggest difference is how different the golf courses are set up mm-hmm. you know i think junior golf like you know you don't get to play that hard of tracks and they put the pins in the middle of the green so you know your mistakes aren't you know magnified as much as they are in a college event you know in college you really got to be you really got to be tactical when you're playing golf course and that's kind of one of the biggest things i learned this year was you know you got to make sure you're missing the right spots. So you're not making you know, the biggest, biggest thing I think junior golfers do is make a bunch of bogeys, you know, and oh, that, right. That kills you. You know, think, you think about the best players in the world, they don't make a lot of bogeys. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't make, you can't afford to make more than one or two if you're going to, you know, have a good tournament around, you know, one or two around. 
But. Yeah, definitely. I mean, is that, would you say that's maybe something junior golfers need to focus on is maybe kind of plotting their way around the course or really, or maybe kind of managing their misses? I mean, what, what would you yeah, say? hundred percent, hundred percent. I think, you know, I think I was stubborn as a, as a, as a junior golfer, never really thought about it and tried to play really aggressive, but you know, you don't, you don't need to do that. You just got to manage your game and, you know, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know if you probably know about the decade system, but you know, I yeah. Think, oh yeah. I, I sat through a seminar when I was a teenager or when I was younger and I didn't, I never did any of it. And now it's like, what are you thinking, man? You know? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, junior golfers, if they went about playing golf courses like that, instead of, you know, firing at every pin, I think it would really help. Definitely. And kind of, you know, maybe for the listeners that don't know what decade is, you know, maybe kind of maybe expand on it a little bit, just kind of let the listeners know what that is. A little yeah. Bit. So decades, basically like a statistical way of how to play golf and pick your targets on a golf course. So, you know, depending on what, you know, how far out you are, it kind of tells you, you know, how far away you should be aiming from trouble or how far you should be aiming from how far away from trouble and pins you should be aiming. So it kind of gives you like a, you know, director of how to play a golf course and you can just, it's pretty universal. You can use it anywhere. Yeah. And so it just kind of tells you it's based off, you know, all the, it's, you know, done by Scott Fawcett and he's done all the, all the math on how, what the tour averages miss, like, you know, proximity of the hole and proximity from the target is. And so, mm -hmm. you know, how far, you know, how far out you are and how far you away from the flag you should be aiming. Exactly. And I think that's kind of, a lot of not only college golfers, but, you know, you know, a lot of high end amateur junior players and you know, professional golfers. I mean, it's, it's all, you know, it's all about, you know, the data and stats, because I mean, if one, one stroke, you know, can be so big in golf oh, yeah. and I mean, tournaments come down to one stroke sometimes. That's and if so, you, yeah. if you can have the data and statistics to tell you what you're good at and where you should, maybe you should be hitting your ball, how close you should be hitting it. Um, it's huge. So, you know, I highly recommend any listeners out there that um, they're looking to improve your game. Um, definitely kind of look into, um, you know, decade golf and kind of some other programs. And there's a ton of them out there, I'm sure. But um, yeah, that's definitely something to really look in. And it would just be great, you know, because like you said, whenever you get to college, you're going to have to manage your misses. And I mean, you really might as well start now, start as early as you possibly can yeah. um, working on that. Um, so and we talked about some of your goals going into this next season, you know, you want to, Obviously, you guys want to win, you know, go to nationals, you know, win a national championship. You want to win and be an All-American yourself. Um, kind of do you have any maybe goals for the remainder of your college career? Um, do you just want to, you know, continue to win, um, you know, individually, be All-American? Or is there kind of um, some yeah. other stuff you're looking forward to? Yeah. I mean, I think anytime you can add your name to All-America list, it'd be awesome. And definitely want to win a few tournaments. But, you know, obviously with the new PGA Tour U thing, Mm -hmm. yeah kind of, that's kind of on everybody's mind you know starting now you know you know that your junior senior year are crucial so if you can keep my goal is just to keep building and building to get to there so your last two years can send you right to corn ferry exactly and that's i mean that's it's a huge deal and it's so awesome that they've been able to do that um mm -hmm. you know even if you maybe not if you don't place high enough even for the corn ferry you're going to um you know uh latin america you know um the form tour or um uh, what is it? Um, I believe like the Canadian tour and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are great opportunities to get out there and just professional golf. And it's nice because yeah, exactly, exactly. You have a place to play and um, you just get some starts right out of college because um, it's just really nice to be able to know a place, you know, have a place where you're going to play um, kind of, you know, so obviously you want to play professional golf. You're striving for that PGA, you know, PGA tour university stuff. Um, but I mean, after college, have you thought about maybe the route you want to go? Let's say, um, let's say you graduate and, 
you know, you're pursuing the professional golf kind of, how do you want to go about that? Yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, if I don't make PGA tour year, you know, go to corn Ferry Q school and yeah. get some status out there. But, you know, funny thing I've actually been thinking about is I, I play, play a decent amount this summer with um, one of our, you know, USC grads, Eric Sugimoto. He graduated in 2016. He was on that 2015 uh, yeah. team that made it to the finals and not championship, but he's yeah. gone over and played in Japan and he's killed it. And, you know, so I've, Mm-hmm. I've actually thought about that funny enough because, you know, I think it's third highest paying tour in the world. And uh, one of my teammates last year, Kaito Nishi, he's done the same thing on over Yeah. There. The pay is great over there. So, you know, I don't, it's interesting. I'm not sure, you know, how they treat foreigners over there, especially with Q school. I think they kind of try to weed them out, but that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that's kind of my, what I'm, I'm thinking about doing is, is going over there. Cause just cause, you know, playing Latino America and in Canada, it gets so expensive and the purses are so small. It's like, exactly. You got to play so well to just break even. You're not making any money. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, basically, unless you win the money list, you know, you're not getting really good status on corn ferry. So it's tough. It is. Yeah. It's an absolute, I think I go overseas, you know, try to make some money and um, get some world ranking points rather than playing in Latin America or Canada. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever thought about maybe like going to a challenge tour, going that route yeah, as yeah, well? Definitely. Yeah, I would definitely go to Europe. Yeah, I think it'd be so cool to go on, you know, kind of like what that's the way kind of Brooks Kepka went about it, you know, yeah. went on a challenge tour and then European tour. And then now he's on, you know, got sass on PGA tour. I think that'd be so cool to travel around Europe and because golf, just from what I've heard, golf over in Europe is just, it's just like, like, you know, United States is, you know, they take golf very serious, but Europe is just a whole nother level over there. It's insane. And I mean, condition wise and everything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, wishing nothing but the best and that stuff, you know, I'm super pumped to see how you go, not only this season, but the remainder of your college season and stuff. Um, but, um, we're heading in the next section of the show, just like to call it the ham and egg section. There's some for fun questions. Um, you know, I just kind of mix them up every now and then. Um, but the most recent one that I've really been interested in, and we might've hinted on it a little bit um but um, what's the most nervous you've ever been on a golf course and how do you keep yourself focused and calm during those moments most nervous i've ever been on a golf course that's a great question uh probably probably my first college event you know yeah um, being on tv and having the camera there with me for almost all of it was was definitely <laughs> yeah was, whoa you know oh but, yeah you know, and, and how to manage with the nerves and everything. I, you know, I, we talked about it earlier, just two things I work on is just positive thoughts and, um, and just breathing, making sure you're taking deep breaths and doing, you know, your, the right breathing technique and all that to help calm your heart rate. And so that you don't get ahead of yourself. But I, my tendency is to get really quick when I, when I'm, you know, under pressure and stuff. So it was try to gotcha. slow myself down and try to stay present. I think is the biggest thing. If you stay present, you know, and commit to your swing, it's, you'll be okay exactly yeah you know i'm glad you brought that up and that's what you know numerous guests on the show have said you know um a mental part of the game nowadays is huge and um you know just staying in the right you know frame of mind is is just massive and committing to shots i'm glad you brought that up because i mean yeah you might look at different shots and there might be you know maybe out of bounds or you know some water or something but i mean you just got to commit to your shot and you know you you practice and hit numerous of shots so i'm sure you know and it works for you so i mean you know anybody out there should really you know really look into the stuff that you know that uh, shane's talking about here um so i mean kind of what are your thoughts on you know college golfers being able to market themselves now and i mean now that you can get paid for you know kind of marketing yourself i mean are you wanting to kind of maybe grow your brand at all or maybe potential you know potentially make some money 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, I don't know if anyone's getting paid yet or who will get paid, but yeah. Awesome that, you know, we can start making some money. I don't, I would love to, you know, if someone wants to pay me and I can, you know, you know, if I could help, you know, get a bigger Instagram following or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I think it'd be really cool. And, you know, to have maybe, you know, if you can make enough money and make some money, you know, use it towards your pro career and travel and stuff like that. So yeah. Awesome. If, you know, if we could get paid out. It's interesting. I don't know how it's all going to work out. So yeah. Maybe, right. So who will get paid and who won't or how, I don't know if club companies are going to pay people or mm-hmm. whatever. I know some guys have signed some stuff, but I don't know if anybody's really making any money, but right. I mean, it's awesome. I think it's about time that NCAA pass that bill. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's gonna be a great moving forward. Definitely. You know, and I mean, like one of the first companies to do it, you know, Barstool Sports, they kind of really, yeah. they just, everybody's a Barstool athlete now, it yeah. seems like. And, um, you know, it'll be, like you said, there's a lot of unknowns and who knows what's going to start, you know, happen, but um, that'll be super interesting to see how that kind of goes. Um, I know some people they are kind of like, nah, I'm gonna go about my business, do the thing. But, um, you know, like you said, hey, if, if somebody, you know, if somebody's willing to, you know, sponsor you and maybe your amateur tournaments outside of college, you know, throw on a special hat and get paid yeah. for it. Yeah. Who wants yeah. to, who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> yeah. I think some guys, I think some guys from Oklahoma state were wearing a, um, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. The am mm-hmm. like they had, they had three or four guys wearing like a Cadillac dealership. Yep. Yeah. Brian Stark, uh, Bojan, and I believe it's, uh, Amon Gupta. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brian, Brian Stark, you know, he's a podcast alum and, uh, yeah, yeah he's, uh, yeah, he's, you know, I know him real well. Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And I would say funny actually before he left for the Western am, cause him and I, we blunked at the same golf course and, um, talking oh. to him on the range and, and, uh, yeah, he, I was asking about that because, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, he plays for Oklahoma State. He's a good player and everything. And he said, um, yeah, you know, some some companies had reached out to him already. So, um, yeah. yeah, super exciting stuff for him. And, um, yeah. yeah, who knows? Hey, Shane French, man, next up. Let's go get him an S-plate yeah. hat. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, I, I know we talked about kind of what junior golfers need to focus on in their games. But what's something you feel like they need to focus on maybe to better their chances of getting recruited? That's a good question. I think you know, just, you know, put yourself out there, reach out to as many schools as you can and give every school a chance. You never know who, you know, where you might like or what coach you might get along really well with. So I think if you give every school a chance, put yourself out there and, you know, take as many visits as you can, all that kind of stuff and play all, you know, if you, if you, if you have the ability to play every turn, you know, play all over the place, you know, make sure you can get, get your name out there and, you know, let your game do the talking. Exactly. Yeah. And, I'm glad you brought that up, you know, let your game do the talking, because if you go out there, play good golf, I mean, the coaches are going to come and find you wherever yeah. you're at, you know, if you're traveling yeah. all over the country and, you know, and it's good that, you know, to go to different states, because let's say, let's say you're a California kid and you wanted to go play at a school in Florida. If you can travel to Florida and play in front of those coaches where it's easily accessible for them. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a great way to kind of get yourself out there and just kind of start that communication. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that comes with, you know, being a golfer at USC kind of what's the coolest resource you have access to, you know, is it, you know, is there something about your schedule or maybe the courses you guys play or, I mean, what, what's something that stuck out to you? Yeah, obviously we get to play a really, really good schedule. And, um, but I think the cool, the coolest thing to me is we have uh, three memberships at Riviera. Oh, wow. Heck so yeah. I've got one of those right now. So we just, there you we go. Yeah, how often, just, how often do you get out to Riviera? Um, gosh, I, 
I went up a couple times this summer. Like I mm-hmm. drove up for the day, probably three, four times, but yeah. you know, we get to play it quite a bit. I mean, it's one of our home courses because we're able to host, you know, anyone on the team with us. So it's like, it's awesome. It's just so, so cool. Like, I mean, golf course is so pure and oh yeah, so much history there. It's like, it's incredible. We're, we're really fortunate. And, you know, I think that's, that's, that's gotta be the coolest resource I think for the golf team, at least. Definitely. Well, and like you said, just the history there. And I bet you walk on that, walk on the grounds and it's just like, you know, there's like an aura here. It's just like, oh, yeah. you know, this is Riviera. <laughs> like yeah. it's just insane. I'm sure the members there and everything, you know, that's, that's, it's no joke there. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You ever get like a, you know, are, are you able to kind of take like, like your dad, are you able to take your dad out there ever? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't taken him out yet, but you can, we can take, um we can take guests out. That's obviously awesome. their, their rounds just can't go on the school account, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure rounds are not cheap there. Yeah. I bet you, a lot of people hitting you up for that or what? They're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually hosted a group of three guys about two days ago from home that wanted to come up. So. Oh, sick, sick, man. Yeah, That's awesome. Sick. I bet that was a good time. Definitely. Oh yeah. It was a lot of fun. So, I mean, we talked about the most nervous you've been on the golf course, kind of what's the most memorable moment you've had while being on the golf course. It can be, either just with your buddies or in competition or, I mean, is there something that you'll never forget kind of that you relive maybe? That's a really good question. Um, I know you played a ton of golf in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've played a ton. I, gosh, I'm, I mean, I feel like just, I've had a lot of rounds with some, you know, some good buddies that are just, they really stood out to me and yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, that's a great part about golf. You know, you get to spend a lot of time with, with yeah. really cool people and meet a lot of cool people but most memorable moment on a golf course gosh probably you know honestly i was really little and i made a hole in one with a glow ball oh wow at night yards. yeah at night we were playing like a night golf tournament like, oh, i mean it's silly sick. but like i mean i was so young it was my i think it was my first or second hole in one it was like that's insane was so cool yeah well especially at night and it's like yeah i mean you're seeing the glow ball and then all of a sudden it disappears i mean yeah, it's in the hole. <laughs> yeah, I that's that was insane. Because cool. I, I was with my brother and my dad too. It was it was awesome. You remember what club? What club was it? I mean, I know glow balls don't fly very far. Yeah, it was it was a four hybrid from 143 yards. <laughs> four hybrid. That's awesome, man. Yeah, those things are like rocks when you hit. Them. Oh my gosh, they go nowhere. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's funny because I mean. I know I've played global global ball golf a little bit. And, um, you know, sometimes when you hit them, they shut off and yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you where's it, where's it at? And then it hits on the ground. It's like, Oh, there it is. It's right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's sick, man. That's awesome. Um, so we're heading into the last question here. Um, you know, who's inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Uh, good question. I'm probably the person I look up to the most is, uh, Ben Hogan. I'm, ben Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, love everything he's you know everything he's about i think he's you know such an inspiration and obviously with his work ethic and you know just coming from such humble beginnings and you know i think one of the coolest things ever is you know played one british open because someone told him hey you need to play the british open you need to win a british open to yep your career and he goes over there wins and never plays again that's it yep one and done no need to do anything else yeah but you know i've also like i think part of the you know I've got to grow up with a guy named Alberto Sanchez. He played at Arizona state graduated 2015, maybe he's kind of been like a big brother to me and uh-huh. he's been really helpful ever since I was, he took me under his wing when I was probably, you know, eight or nine. So he's, he's definitely someone I put up there cause he's just been so good to me and yeah, helped me out so much since I was little. I mean, 
he would always because I couldn't drive a cart when I was little. So yeah, at my home club, they didn't let us take carts until you had a driver's license. So when I was little, he would take me out to play, and you know, there you go. Yes, throw on with him, man, and it's great to have. You know, I mean, he went through the whole college golf thing and I'm sure, you know, he, you know, he went on to, you know, to better, you know, better things as well with golf. And um, it's great to have somebody that's like that kind of take you under your wing, kind of show you the ropes a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. And, you know, now he's, he's, he's still playing. I think he's, can, I think he's been playing the form tour stuff, but it's cool because mm-hmm. I still, I still see him a lot in the summer and talk to him on the phone a bunch. And like, you know, remember when I left, he's like, he's like, dude pedal to the metal man this is before my freshman year he's like pedal to the metal like he's like dude i'm you know you're gonna go kill it just believe in yourself and mm-hmm. don't be scared of college golf man just go tear it up and you know so it was cool and it was really nice of him and so i i'll still come you know come to him with questions about you know either golf course that we might have you know he might have played six years ago in college golf or questions just about college golf in general and he's super helpful Definitely, man. And, you know, it, you've been off to a great start. Like I said, man, you know, I wish you nothing but the best in your coming years. And um, I mean, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Delonado featuring Shane French. Shane, thank you so much for coming on, man. So yeah, pumped to have you on. Me. Appreciate it. Definitely. Like I said, wish you nothing but the best. And, you know, we'll keep you out. We'll keep an eye out on you. And we'll post it up on Instagram whenever we see results and stuff, man. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. All righty. Have a good one, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.